Dear friends, I hope this message finds you well and that the, your Yamim Noraim, Rosh Hashanah, Saratini, Tshuva, Yom Kippur have been beautiful, meaningful, uplifting, and fulfilling. It is incredible to contemplate that in just a little while we will be welcoming Emir Hashem, the two Kiddushos, the double Kiddusha of Shabbos Kodesh, and of course the arrival, the much-anticipated, long-awaited arrival of the beautiful Yom Tov of Sukkis. A Yom Tiv that is so powerful, a Yom Tiv that is so incredible that we describe it. Torah describes it as Man Simchasenu, the time of our greatest elation, the time of our greatest joy. There are many incredible things about the Yom Tov of Sukkis and many, many unique concepts, halachic ideas, hashkafic ideas. What I find fascinating about Sukkis in general is that when looking at the actual structure of, structure of the Sukkah, there are so many what we call Halachos Lemoshe Misinai. We know again that in the body of Jewish law, there are halachas that we received as transmitted directly in the Torah. And then there are other, other Sinaitic principles, ideas, concepts, mitzvahs given to Moshe Rabbeinu that Moshe Rabbeinu then passed down to Cloud Yisrael and ultimately again are transmitted through the Gemara, through Moshe, through, through various mechanisms, modes, and avenues. And it's interesting to see by Sukkah how many different halachos Moshe misinai we have. So, for example, in building a sukkah, just to give you some examples of this, there's a concept of lavud. Lavud means that if you have a space that is less than three tfachim, so figure three tfachim, about nine inches, less than, less than three tfachim, the area is considered as if it's closed. Now, while it's true that the concept of lavud doesn't only apply to sukkah, but many sukkahs utilize this concept of lavud when it comes to the construction of the sukkah. Other examples. Good asik michitzta, good achis michitzta. Again, we're not going to get too technical over here, but essentially, there's the concept that a wall, even if it doesn't extend all the way down to the ground, or even if it doesn't extend all the way up to the schach, is viewed as if it extends. Literally, good asik, good achis means extend the wall up, extend the wall down. Tofen akuma. Dovin Akuma, again, is a little bit more of a technical one, but technically, if you have a wall, and then again, at the edge of the wall, you have an area of let's say solid area, solid area, or schach puzzle, stuff that is invalid for schach, and then it connects to schach a little bit later on. If the amount, if the area of either solid space or schach puzzle is less than a certain shear, less than a certain amount, it's viewed as if the schach extends over the entirety of the sukkah. Like I said, I don't mean to get too technical over here, but think about this in just a moment. What's the common denominator? What's the common theme between lavud, seeing a open area as if it's closed, Good asik michitzta, good achis michitzta, viewing a wall as if it goes up or as if it goes down, and dolphin akuma, that you could see a bent wall, a bent wall, as if in reality, ultimately, again, it's straight and part of a kosher sukkah, is it all requires imagination. All of these things, all of these halachas tell you that you have to be able to look at these items, at this sukkah, at this space, you have to be able to look at it and not see it for what it is, but see it for what it could be. And I think that this is a dramatic lesson. There's a fascinating halacha. The halacha says, I'm Yom Kippur. Right after Yom Kippur is over, right? A beautiful day filled with davening, with supplications, with connection, of course, with fasting. Right after a person eats, so the Shulchan Aruch says, a person should go and build their sukkah. Okay. 
What's the logic? The logic is really Yom Kippur really represents the beginning of the year. You know, as much as Rosh Hashanah is technically the, the calendrical start of the year, but the year is really considered to, to begin after Yom Kippur. That's when the process of slicha, the chapara, forgiveness, atonement is finally done, and not finally done, is complete. And therefore, again, I have a blank slate, a clean canvas, a tabla rasa. That's when the new year begins. And therefore, the halacha is begin your new year with a mitzvah. Start right to eat something. I'm a human being. Eat something and then go out and build your sukkah. And it always struck me. Why build the sukkah? In other words, I appreciate the concept of beginning the new year with a mitzvah. But I don't know. Tell a person after you eat a little bit, sit down and learn Torah. Do daf yomi, do nach yomi, do mishnah yomi. Learn something for a couple of minutes. I don't know. Begin the year with tefillah. Daven a little bit. Say some kapid lachav tilin. Or maybe begin the year with chesed. Go ahead and pick up the phone, see how someone's doing, inquire about someone who you know maybe was struggling a little bit, see how they're doing. You know, someone had a difficult time fasting, see how they're feeling. Begin with that. Why dafka begin with the mitzvah of sukkah? And the svarim explained in Hasidic literature, it's explained an incredible idea. After Yom Kippur is over and there's a new year in front of me, the most important thing is to take all of that spiritual energy and to actually build something with it. So often in life, what happens is we find inspirational moments and we're filled with so much beautiful spiritual energy. And then kind of like, easy come, easy go. If I don't plug spiritual energy into something, it just simply dissipates. The great Sadiq of Levi Yitzhak explains that when a person has a burst of spiritual energy, it's just a moment of like inspiration. The Rebbe says, at least open up a Chumash and read a Pasuk. And even if it's just Vaidabra Hashem Amosha Lemar, Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, you've taken that energy and you've plugged it into something concrete. So the Haloch is telling us, the Haloch is telling us, you come off of Yom Kippur, and we know it because we just experienced this, and you feel this surge of spiritual energy. I might be physically exhausted and physically depleted, but at the end of the day, I feel so spiritually excited and so spiritually strong. So what's the goal? Build something. Build something. In this case, build your sukkah on a practical level because the Yom Tov of Sukkah is coming into sukkah. But what the sukkah also represents is building a construct of or building a structure of relationship with the divine. It's not enough just to go ahead and have inspiration contained in my heart and my soul. That inspiration has to give way has to yield dynamic activity. Inspiration is only meaningful if it produces tangible results. If inspiration just remains in my heart, inspiration just remains in my soul, it's very beautiful, it's very nice, it's a fantastic feeling, but at the end of the day, it's for naught, then it's wasted. Inspiration that doesn't yield dynamic physical activity is inspiration that unfortunately remains unactualized. So therefore, again, on Matzi Yom Kippur, the first order of business is go out and build something in your spiritual life. Build your sukkah. Now, why the sukkah? Why, the, like we said, like why the sukkah? So I understand, build something. Take the spiritual energy, plug it into something. Why the sukkah? Because, dear friends, do you know what a sukkah needs more than perhaps any other mitzvah? It needs imagination. It needs imagination. See, all of these halachos, lamoshem, sinai, all of these laws, the sana'idic laws that I mentioned to you before, 
they all require, quote-unquote, a degree of imagination. So when the wall reaches almost down, and it's lava, it's within three tfachim, you have to view it, you have to imagine, as if it's closed. And when the wall doesn't extend all the way upwards, again, good asik tells you, you have to go ahead and imagine as if it extends all the way upward. And again, so on and so forth, dofan akuma, all of these things require imagination. They require you to see something that is not there, but yet it is no less real. What's the key to living a successful year? The key to living a successful year is imagination. Is the ability to close my eyes and to imagine for myself the kind of life I want to lead. The kind of person I really want to be. You see, we often get so caught up in the here and now that we define our reality by what's in front of us. We define our reality by the current limiting realities and constraints. But the truth is, life can be so much more. You just have to dream it. Life could be so much more. You just have to imagine it. I shouldn't limit myself, both my life and who I am, to what is in front of me right now. I have to draw upon the power of imagination to be able to picture in my mind what could be, even if it's not here right now. There is no mitzvah in the Torah that teaches us the power of imagination more than the mitzvah of sukkah. Sukkah is all about, and even if you think about, you know what's so incredible about the mitzvah of sukkah? Right, we go into this hut. So Baruch Hashem, hopefully a person lives in a beautiful home, right? And how much time and how much money and how much effort do we go ahead and put into our homes? And now again, I'm enjoying this is the time of my celebration. I'm going out into a hut. I'm going out into a hut. And it's incredible. Here, my beautiful home is right here. My hut is over here. And now again, this hut becomes the center of all of my activities of daily living, day in and day out. This hut becomes the very epicenter of my relationship with Hashem. And it's beautiful. And there's plastic fruit. And there's posters. And there's kids' projects and all of this, right? And in my mind, this is all the most beautiful thing in the world. Chevro, would anyone ever hang plastic fruit in their dining room? Would you hang up your kids' school projects? in your dining room? Would you do any of that? The posters that, would you, would you put any of that in your house? No. But yes, sukkis is the most magnificent decorations because sukkis, I'm able to see things not for what they are, but for what they could be. So it's plastic fruit, you know, again, that represents to me, again, the harvest season in Eretz Yisrael. And my children's projects, that represents the shalshalas, the continuity of our masor, of our tradition. And all of this is beautiful. Sukkis is all about utilizing the power of imagination to see what could be. And that's what the Shulchan Aruch means. That's a Matzei Yom Kippur. It's not just enough to finish the fast and go out and do a mitzvah. It's not just about a mitzvah. It's about sukkah. Because as we begin the new year, the most important thing I can do is exercise my imagination muscle. The most incredible thing I could do is say to myself, you know what, this year is going to be different. This year is going to be incredible. I'm going to be different. I'm going to become incredible. This is my breakout year. This is the year of my self-actualization. Ah, but one second, look at my life. Look at where I am. It's okay, go build the sukkah. Go build the sukkah. The sukkah teaches us how to, how to have imagination. The sukkah teaches us not to define reality by what we see right in front of us, but instead to define reality by what could be, by what the possibilities are, by what the future could hold. The power of imagination is it allows us to see and transcend our current circumstances and create a beautiful vis, vis, vision and visage for ultimately what we can build in the new year. That's the first thing a year, the first thing a Jew is supposed to do on Matzah Yom Kippur is build your sukkah 
exercise your imagination muscle to imagine for yourself what the coming year is going to bring for you, who you're going to be, what you're going to accomplish. And the truth is, this is the beauty of the Yom Tov of Sukkis as well. And this is why Sukkis is called Zman Simchaseinu. Why is Sukkis called the Yom Tov of our joy? I don't know. Why isn't Pesach Zman Simchaseinu? Right? Why isn't Shavuot Zman Simchaseinu? After all, Shavuot, we got the Torah. Pesach, we left Egypt. Freedom. Why is Sukkis Zman Simchaseinu? Because Sukkis is the Yom Tov of imagination. And the truth is, the greatest joy in the world comes when you exercise your imagination. You see, some people use their imagination as a way to escape reality. And some people use their imagination as a way to shape reality. Sukkis, the umtav of Sukkis, is use your imagination not to escape, but to shape your future. When you close your eyes, what kind of person do you see yourself becoming? What kind of life do you see yourself leading? Use your imagination to shape and not to escape. That's the power of the Yantav of Sukkis. And that's why Sukkis is truly Zman Chasin at the time of our great joy. I take this opportunity to wish everyone a beautiful Shabbos. We can't forget about Shabbos. Chas Shalom, a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. And an uplifting Yantav of Sukkis, an uplifting Zman Chasin. And every time we enter into the Sukkah, to close our eyes and to imagine what this year could be and who we have the capability and possibility to truly become. Wishing everyone again a good Shabbos, a good Yom Tiv, and a beautiful Zman Simchasinu.